This is the Married Man Podcast, home of the warrior husband, and I am Brian Bandis of the Married Man. This is episode number 19, and we're going to talk about a little challenge I have for you for the year of 2021. This is the first episode of the new year, and we're going to talk about how to purposefully put ourselves in a position to become the type of husband that we want to be. Now, before we jump into that, please consider uh, sharing this podcast with a brother, friend, coworker, uh, somebody you know who cares deeply about his marriage and the family legacy that he's going to leave behind in the same way that you do and that I do. Uh, The Married Man Podcast comes out once a week, and this is where we talk about how to bring our A-game to our marriage, uh, to our families, and just as importantly, how we become great men by stepping up to fulfill this role as husbands and for some of us as fathers. Uh, My hope is that if nothing else, after listening to this episode, I want you to leave with enough gas in the tank to decide that you're going to give your absolute best to your family for one more week, no matter how hard, how hard it might get. So I had this idea I had this idea for a very simple uh, sort of challenge, um, and I, that word is overused. This we're going to do this and that challenge to start the year. We're going to do, you know, this for a month or this for six months or whatever. Um, so this is really, really. I wanted to keep this so simple uh, because most of us do not need to add another task to our plate. However, I believe that. Uh, committing to certain actions when it comes to our marriage. I mean, what could be more important than investing in that way? Uh, We've talked about this on the podcast in the past, and that's the idea that behavior drives attitude. I know that I've, I know, I know I've at least written about it in an email. I'm pretty sure I talked about it on a podcast episode. The idea is that um, we can choose behavior that, that maybe we don't, Maybe our attitude doesn't support it, right? Uh, for instance, um, I don't feel like working out. I don't feel like I want to be you know, healthy or whatever. I'm just going to do this behavior anyway. I'm going to go work out. Even though the attitude doesn't support it, I'm not motivated. I don't feel the emotional surge of like, yeah, I want to be my best self and all that good stuff. But I, But I go do the behavior anyway. And what most, if not everyone, has have found is that, uh, I mean, it, it's a pretty common joke, right? You don't want to go to the gym, but five, 10 minutes in, you're so glad you're there and it feels great and your blood's flowing and, and you're feeling the vibe. And that's because our behavior can drive our attitude. Most of us rely on our attitude to drive our behavior. That's the, that's the, um, if you've ever read the book, uh, the, what is it? The, um, <laughs> the war of art, um, he talks about the difference between professionals and amateurs. And he's talking about art, like he's talking about writing, but he he clarifies and says, listen, this is anything creative, not creative meaning um, painting and, and writing and singing, creative meaning you are creating something. So this is business. This is entrepreneurship. This is fitness. You're creating health. This is anything where you are building something, doing something, accomplishing something worthwhile. And he talks about the resistance. He said, professionals do it when they feel like it, and they do it when they don't feel like it. It doesn't matter. They do the behavior. They commit to the action that's going to give them the results that are non-negotiable, right? Um, Versus amateurs, 
who primarily do it when they feel like it. So if I wake up and I'm feeling good and I'm feeling sexy and I just saw a picture of, you know, somebody buff and, or I just watched a, you know, sports or something and I'm feeling motivated, the inspiration is there. And then I let that drive me and I go and I work out the next day though. I'm tired. I'm not inspired. I'm not feeling it. And I don't go because I am, I am waiting for my attitude to drive my behavior. We as men and as husbands and fathers, one of the ways that we can be warrior husbands for our family, one of the ways we can can fight for our family, one of the ways that we can give of ourselves is to commit to this idea that behavior drives attitude. I'm not going to wait until I feel like being kind to my wife. Sometimes I do, and sometimes I don't. Sometimes I'm irritated, I'm annoyed, I'm frustrated, I'm feeling impatient. I'm not going to wait until I feel like it to serve her or to give time to my family. I'm going to commit to those things and I'm going to do the behaviors whether I want to or not, knowing that over time, when I choose the right behavior, it will alter my attitude for the better. So here is a simple behavior. This is, we'll call it the warrior husband challenge. Very, very simple. It's five things that I'm going to do and I want you to try and do once a day that will change your marriage. I'm telling you, it's so simple. All right, so you're going you're gonna to do them before you feel like it. You're going to do them when you don't feel like it. And over time, they will change how you feel. Your attitude will change. Your attitude will come into alignment. And your beliefs will come into alignment with your behavior. So I don't know if you guys remember this. I think I talked about this on a podcast. There's that story, and I've read up about it. I don't think it's based on a true story. It's just sort of an inspirational anecdote. But basically, a husband comes home and tells his wife that he wants a divorce, and the wife says, there's a bunch of different versions of this, but the wife says, okay, I'll give you a divorce in 30 days, but every day for 30 days, you have to uh, carry me across the threshold into our home. You know, and, And over the course of 30 days, his view of his wife changes. And at the end of the 30 days, he doesn't want to divorce his wife because his view towards her has been softened. He's been reminded how he cares for her. He's been reminded of his role to offer his strength, to love on her, so on and so forth. So this behavior for these 30 days changes his attitude towards his wife, right? And so after all that, and by the way, that what's worth pointing out is that at the beginning of this, the attitude was, I don't want to do this. You're not worth it. It's not worth it. I'm out of here. Fine. I will do it to get the divorce that I want. I'll do it because you promised 30 days from now you'll sign the papers, right? So the attitude wasn't there. The inspiration wasn't there. He wasn't carrying her across the threshold because he loved her. He was doing it to get what he wanted. It was selfishness, right? And um, the behavior changed the attitude, not the other way around. So here's the challenge. It is so simple, guys. Every day for 30 days, and here's what, here's what I'm thinking. I say 30 days. Take it a week at a time. I'm going to check in, quote unquote. I'm going to check in uh, a week from now on the podcast. Um, I'm also going to go, I do have a, we have a Facebook group for husbands. Um, and admittedly it is, it is moderately active, but I'm going to hop on there and let's have some dialogue around this and let's just take it a week at a time. Uh, so I'll check in next week and we'll try and do this for four weeks. Okay. Five things each day. They're so simple. Number one, 
Start the day, tell your wife you love her. Now, there's going to be mornings when you don't. Well, so that's not true. Here's, here's what I want to differentiate between. You need to recognize that there are, there's a difference between loving your wife and liking your wife. There are times when I don't really like my wife that much. I don't like what she's doing. I don't like what she just said to me. I'm frustrated. We are in conflict. Um, she's cramping my style, whatever it may be. All right. I don't like her in that moment, or I don't like what she's doing or what she said or how she's acting, but I still love her. There are going to be mornings when this is effortless, and there are going to be mornings when this is very challenging, and that is a moment where you give your strength to your family, and you say, I'm going to do this hard thing, even though it's hard, for my family. So you start the day with, I love you. Then there's three things during the day that I want you to do. The first is, you're going to say, tell me about, fill in the blank, and then you're just going to listen for five minutes. If you can do more, 10, 15 minutes. I got a buddy who has a rule. He comes in the door at the end of the day and listens for 15 minutes, period. Doesn't talk, just listens. Five minutes. So tell me about it. Could just be, hey, tell me about your day today. Could be something more specific. Hey, I know you had that, um, I know you had that class. Tell me about that. How was it? What was it like? I know you wanted to accomplish X, Y, and Z. Tell me about that. So it's tell me about, fill in the blank, and then you shut your mouth and you listen for five minutes. That is an expression of love. It is an expression of value. I care enough about you that I'm going to ask this question and I'm going to shut my mouth because I am interested in who you are, what you're experiencing. I'm interested in the things that are important to you and that are happening in your world. All right. Uh, the second of the three things that are that you're going to do is uh, you're going to ask, hey, what can I do for you? that would be helpful right now and or you know make your life better today. Hey, is there something I can do for you? Something I can help you with? Phrase it however you want, but it is it is seeking out the opportunity to do an action for your wife. It might be, yeah, can you help me get the laundry done? I'm exhausted. I'm so sick of doing dishes. Um, I'm so tired of making freaking lunches for the kids every day. Like it is, it's exhausting. Those little things add up. And so I know with, with Kelly, very frequently, it's something like that. It's like, yeah, can you please just, can you do breakfast this morning? Like I'm burnt out. I'm tired of cooking, (laughs) you know? So it's, so the second one is what can I do for you? What can I do that would be helpful? Hey, what can I do that would just make your life a little bit better today? Give me something to do for you. Um, The third action item is saying thank you. Thank you so much for fill in the blank, making us such a phenomenal dinner. Or, I mean, my wife handles all of our health insurance stuff. I mean, freaking shoot me. No thank you. I cannot thank her enough for that alone. Thank you so much for fill in the blank. And then I want you to say something like, it really means a lot to me when you do that thing because so what it might sound like is, hey, Kelly, seriously, thank you so much for doing the health insurance stuff. It really means a lot for, to me when you take care of that because I'm sort of overwhelmed with paperwork all day and then the idea that I'm going to turn around and be on the phone with them and do that paperwork for an hour after work with detail stuff that I'm bad at, it's just the thought of it makes me want to like throw up in my mouth. And the fact that you do that for us, I, I am so appreciative. Thank you so much. All right. So that's four. Number five, end the day with I love you again. 
Those are your bookends. So here's your five things. Number one, I love you. Start the day that way. Number two, tell me about fill in the blank and listen for five minutes. Number three, hey, what can I do for you that would be helpful? Like, Give me something to do that, that would make your life better right now. By the way, you then do it. <laughs> Just to be clear, you don't ask the question and go, okay, cool. Yeah, it would be nice if I'd do that for you. Anyway, see ya. All right, so I love you. Tell me about such and such and listen for five minutes. What can I do for you that would be helpful? And then do it. Number four, thank you so much for this. It really means a lot to me when you do this because, and lastly, end the day again, I love you. And that's it. That's it. Here's a bonus. Here's a bonus. Show physical affection. Some of y'all, that's going to happen. For me, that's my love language. I, I Nobody needs to tell me to do that. If anything, Kelly has to tell me to like back off sometimes. But for those of you who it's not, at least one thing, put your hand on her back, hold her hand, hug her, kiss her, something at the, at the bare minimum, one purposeful piece of physical affection. That's your bonus item. All right, so listen, as I was thinking through this, I was, I was sort of imagining dialogues with you guys, with, with, with you guys listening to this and imagining some of the potential objections or, or hearing conversations I've had with men and with, with friends over time and understanding that there's going to be hesitations and reservations about this. And I was thinking through, okay, what are those things? If I was sharing this with one of my friends, what would they say back to say, well, I can't do that or I won't do that because one of them was because my wife, my wife won't care. Like she's not going to notice. She, she won't appreciate that. To which I would say, maybe you might be right. You also might be wrong, but you might be right. Especially, you know, maybe at first you won't care and you can't control that. I've been, I've been doing a lot of reading of, um, Stoic philosophers. I've got a, I've got uh, Marcus Aurelius's Meditations that I'm in the middle of, as well as um, a couple of Seneca's letters. It's really cool stuff. And one of the things they talk about is the fact that that there's very much that we can't control, and what we can control is is how we respond and who we are. And so, to that, I would say, yeah, you might be right. She may not care. She may not appreciate it. Um, certainly no guarantee that she immediately appreciates it. You cannot control that. You and your wife both will not end this 30 days the same way that you started if you stick with this. Transformation, man. I talk about it all the time on this podcast, transformation. This is a little shortcut, a little hack to some to jumpstart some transformation. But understand that it doesn't happen instantly, and it is possible that you are correct. She, maybe she won't care. You can't control that. What you can control is who you are and what you do. My wife doesn't deserve this. Doesn't She hasn't earned this. Sort of like, like my little kids. Well, I'll say sorry when he says sorry. I'll be nice if he starts being nice. That's really what this is, right? My wife doesn't deserve this. She hasn't earned this. I don't want to treat her this way. She hasn't been cool to me. Why would I turn around and be cool to her? It is. It, so this is what I would say. If we were in person, if we just sit in person and that's what you said, my little dose of, of tough love would be this. It is not your place, nor is it my place, to decide the worth of another human being and decide what they do or don't deserve. What you're really saying is that she doesn't deserve for you to be a man of your word. 
because you you gave your word to treat her a certain way when you got married. So you're saying, oh, she doesn't deserve for me to be a man of my word. She doesn't deserve to, for me to be a man of strength, a man of integrity. Uh, it, it honestly sounds like an excuse just for you to not take care of your business, right? Your wife hasn't earned you doing the right thing. Those are not connected. We do one of the, I've told you guys that I do these, these uh, affirmations and the bandest man principles with my boys in the morning before school and, and school started back up today, actually. So we got to do it again today for the first time in a couple of weeks. And one of them is we do the right thing because it's the right thing. That's one of the bandest man principles that I'm teaching my boys. I don't do the right thing because it's going to benefit me. I don't do the right thing because someone else deserves it. I do it because it's the right thing. And that's the kind of man that I'm going to be. The The other thing, the, the third item. So we have my wife won't care. Maybe can't control that. My wife doesn't deserve this. Not your call. Be the man you need to be. And number three, I just can't. It's too hard. I'm too hurt. We are too far apart. We are too far gone. And man, I get that. Sometimes this shit hurts bad. It's excruciating. And it's not even that I don't want to do these things. It's that I can't even find the strength to do it. The interesting thing is that this hurt, this separation, this is why we do it. Anything worth doing is hard. And it's going to start the hardest. It's, it's like like that idea of going to the gym, not just on a daily basis, but if I'm trying to go from being a physically unhealthy person to a healthy person, it is much harder on month number one than month number 12 when the habit's in place and I've got some momentum. The beginning is brutal and I get that. I'm not going to tell you that it doesn't hurt, but you do have the strength and like anything, it gets easier over time. And your gift to your family, and this is what we talk about, being a warrior husband and fighting for them, your gift to your family is the strength that you bring and offer, the pain that you endure in an instance like this to get over that hump on the front end, as hard as it may, may be, to build that momentum. If you stick with this, your wife will change. Don't do it to change her. Just know that a natural fallout is that you're both going to change and you can lead. You have to believe that you have the ability to lead in this way. So without putting words in Kelly's mouth, I know that I have positively influenced our marriage and her views on marriage over the course of our, of our marriage and our relationship together and her prioritization of marriage, right? I know that I have positively influenced that. She jokingly said on the uh, the podcast episode where I interviewed her, which is episode number 12, would love for you to go listen to that. I thought it was kind of neat. It was our 10th anniversary. Um, and so we did an episode where we just sort of talked about our marriage. She said something like, I'd probably be divorced if I hadn't married you. Uh, now, I don't assume that that's actually true. And I don't think that she believes that that is totally literally true. But the point that she was making was, uh, that my purposefulness about marriage has positively influenced her purposefulness about marriage. The point is that my approach to marriage has had on a, had an effect on her. 
and you can find yourself in the same boat. It's not magic. It takes time. You have to build trust, right? So if you haven't been treating your wife or your marriage this way, then, then it takes time. And over time, she'll begin to trust that it will be there. If, if you haven't been telling her that you love her or haven't been asking how you can help and you do that today, she's not necessarily going to assume immediately that that's going to follow every single day hereafter. She might be caught off guard. She might even be defensive toward it. You may not love the initial response. You're, so you're rebuilding trust and you're reforming and reshaping the expectations of the relationship. So it's not magic. It takes time, but you can change that relationship and your wife, the way that she views you and the way that she sees your marriage will change. It will change and you will change. So one of these stoic philosophers, um, and I believe it was, I believe it was Seneca that said, uh, if you really want to escape the things that harass you, what you're needing is not to be in a different place but to be a different person. Man, I read that and I'm like, oh dang. That's for real. Like that, and that's what that's what a lot of these challenges uh are about, right? A lot of not not just challenges, not kitschy little like we're gonna do this and you know, subscribe to my course type of challenges. But when we commit to something, something new, it's not just about that behavior, it's about becoming the person you have to become. To be the kind of person that will do that behavior. So we talk about it in business a lot. Uh, I run across it in fitness a lot as well. And I hear this theme come up. The, the theme is challenge yourself with something that demands that you become a different person. The Brian today isn't a person who will, you know, fill in the blank, do this at the gym or make these calls at work or, and I want to be the kind of person who will do those things. What happens is I start with the behavior and the, and it's painful and uncomfortable. And then I begin to change because my comfort zone shifts and expands. I want to be the kind of person who tells my wife I love her at the beginning and end of every day, who who asks her about things that are important to her and listens. I want to be the kind of husband who asks her what I can do that will make her day better. I want to be the kind of husband who expresses my gratitude to my wife and tells her how meaningful it is when she does these things that I appreciate. And if I'm not the kind of person the, the kind of person today that does that, it is the act of doing those behaviors that will transform the kind of person I am. If you commit to these things, you will change. And that's why I say behavior drives attitude, because if you're not a person today whose attitude inspires you to do this, who just wakes up and says, oh, I'm just, I just want to do this. I just love my wife. I just, that's okay. You can become that. Your behavior can drive that attitude and facilitate that transformation. So choosing actions and committing to actions and goals will change you. You have to change to achieve those things. Otherwise, that's why sticking with it is, is so crucial. If I try it for a couple days and then stop, the transformation doesn't happen. I'm still the same dude. I'm still the same guy, the guy that wasn't doing that. Committing to something like these actions is choosing to be the kind of husband who does these things. So I'm going to check in next week uh, on the podcast. Go to the Facebook group if you haven't yet, and let's let's dialogue about this. Let's share our experience with it. I'm going to post a video about this in a minute. 
and we'll start some conversation around it. So guys, thank you so much for joining me. It is an absolute honor every single week to talk with you. The meat and potatoes of the married man is the weekly newsletter. Uh, for those of you who don't receive it, uh, would love for you to join us. It's, it comes out every Monday morning, so you can start your week focused on the things that matter the most. Uh, if you do nothing else, head over to themarriedman.co. That's not C-O-M. I couldn't afford the M. So themarriedman.co. Head on over there. Subscribe to the newsletter. comes out every mon- Monday morning. Um, uh, send out that email. Uh, last year, we were doing an email and a video. The video is gone in 2021. So right now, it's the Monday email and the Wednesday podcast. Uh, click on over and check it out, and I will talk to you guys in a week. Uh, goodbye. Goodbye.